That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Come on into the Jazz Game Night Post Game Report brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. The Utah Jazz fall tonight to the New Orleans Pelicans. It ends a 10 game win streak in what was a very dramatic and fun fourth quarter, actually. The back and forth to that thing was intense. It was exciting. Uh, and the Jazz end up being able to tie this thing up. They go to overtime where they're outscored 16 to 10 in the extra frame. Taking a look at a few of the numbers, Boyan Bogdanovich with 26. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led Jazz scores with 46. The showdown continued with the other side as Ingram ended up with 49 points um, on 15 of 25 shooting, 21 points for former Jazz man Derek Favors, 16 for each one more. 138 to 132 is the final score, and those uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. With Coach Tim Lacombe, I'm Tony Parks, and Coach, you you, you have a battle like this where throughout most of the, jazz, the night, the Jazz just didn't have it. You could see it. Fatigue, lack of spacing, lack of rhythm. They were able to grind their way and battle their way to give themselves the best chance to win, got it to overtime, had their opportunities there, fall short. Um, This is not, I mean, at some point you're going to lose in major pro sports. Sad that the win streak had to end here. Yeah, they. it's interesting. They never really lost, uh, you know, they never got down too crazy and did a great job of, of keeping the game close, even like I agree with you, they didn't have their, their best game. But I think the most telling stat to tell you the Jazz weren't totally 100%, um, you know, the fatigue was a factor. It was the Pelicans shot 50, nearly 55% mm-hmm. from the field. Um, that's just a really telling number watching this Jazz team. Uh, it's kind of a barometer number. And uh, it just they had a ton of success on the offensive end, and the Jazz just couldn't get stops. We have a lot to get to here on the postgame show right now. Let's go to head coach Quinn Snyder. Competitive game. Both teams played extremely hard. Um, I thought they were really a little more physical with us in the first half, but we responded to that. And, you know, these games come down to a few plays, and we made a few, and there was a few we didn't make. And, you know, tip our hats in New Orleans. They did an excellent job, and they made a few more than we did. But, uh, like I said, I think we competed, and uh, we'll look at you know, look at the tape, and I'm sure some th- see some things we, you know, we want to do differently or do better. But we just got to keep playing well. Point, point two seconds on the clock. You know, you look at you look at that play to send you into overtime. Was was that by design? That was incredible. Well, there was a lot of execution things tonight, and um, you know, our guys have been terrific in the clutch. And you know, tonight we've been getting some stops. Um, it has to go with it, and, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get some key stops and some couple key defensive rebounds. I'm sure that a lot of the emotion, energy in the building, you expected this game to be a tough out tonight, considering yeah. how the last one ended. Yeah, I think we were we were fully prepared for that. You know, mentally, this is 
you know, we played them on the third game of a road trip last time, and it was again. And uh, as I said, I, you know, I think we're doing some good things. And, you know, there's, there's games where, you know, you don't make enough plays to win. And we've been making them on both ends. And tonight there was just a, a couple that – a shot here and there. So one we missed, one they made, a rebound here and there. Um, but we competed. What did you see on that, um, that play that you uh, challenged? Well, I thought the, the previous play, I thought Rudy had been fouled at the rim. I thought they grabbed his arm. Um, but, you know, there was a play like that last time we played him. And in this instance, you know, it was a, it was a crucial crucial play. So that was where, you know, that's why you have a challenge. And it didn't work out. But as I said, it's, you know, it's never like one play. It's, it's at the end, it's a collection of plays. Uh, Quinn Snyder talking about the Jazz loss tonight, 138-132. New Orleans gets the win. Thought it was interesting, just a couple of comments. Uh, I really did believe that New Orleans, kind of their their style tonight, in the first half particularly, was just to kind of knock the Jazz around. They were very physical with the Jazz. Mm -hmm. A couple plays where Jazz guys were on the ground, you know, taking shots to the face. Um, So the the Pelicans played with a ton of physicality. um, But the most important thing he said, really, is the game comes down to a few plays. And the Jazz has made a lot of great plays but just came up a couple plays short um, whether it be a rebound or a foul or uh, a missed blockout or a missed shot uh, that's just kind of how it works and uh, the Jazz had some good uh, really some good things happen really the fourth quarter and the overtime Donovan Mitchell hit big shots like he has been doing they just couldn't keep it uh, kind of strung together to get the win yeah it's one of those where sure people are going to remember the calls I'm definitely going to remember them um, it's there's so many things to remember about this night some positive and some not so positive. They couldn't get the key stops. I mean, they would make some good offensive plays. But in a clutch game that's going back and forth, the team that is able to get those key stops to go with the bucket starts to quiet the crowd, starts to grab control of the game, and you were waiting to see when the Jazz could put together a score and a stop. And instead, Ingram had an answer, or New Orleans overall had an answer, and the Jazz had a tough part with that. The other thing is the shot that was made with point two. It was a great shot to take the lead uh, by the Pelicans. You know, they made clutch plays. Um, so some of it was Utah not being able to get those stops. Some of it was that this Pelicans team is not bad, folks. And they had a ton of injuries, but they are playing at a much better level than I thought they would be at this time of year. Yeah, I got to agree with David, too. I think that uh, this this team, as you know, especially with Zion back, I mean, I think this is a this looks to be all the the bit of a playoff team because um, the leadership of Drew Holiday and uh, and then Reddick's timely shooting coupled with uh, the way Lonzo kind of runs the team and then they've got a budding superstar in Ingram um, he he's he's got an answer for everything um, he's a he's a prototype uh, NBA player right now he's long he's athletic and he's very skilled and he's got a ton of confidence he certainly does the Utah Jazz fall tonight 138 to 132 the final score don't forget uh, that the assist feature is proudly sponsored by the Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season Larry H. Miller dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities we are driven by you and taking a look at the assist numbers for tonight uh, for 
for the Utah Jazz. They ended up with 23. On the other side, it was 29 for the Pelicans on 51 made shots. Uh, taking a look at some of the other numbers, three-point numbers tonight. The Jazz ended up with 39 attempts. That's where I like to see the number for that team, 38.5%. You like to see that there, too. There were some real positives that happened to be out there. But the, uh, the Pelicans, 11 out of 26 from three-point range tonight. The timely plays were really big with that. I mean, if you're the Jazz, I know Quinn's saying, hey, we'll you know, take a look at the film. We'll do a lot of things. I felt a lot of the, and I'm not making excuses for this. I think a lot of the poor play, you hit the wall at some point. Fatigue hits a team in a season at different times. And I felt like tonight, after so many every other day games with travel between, it caught up to him at some point. And it did tonight. It did at times in the game against Washington, I thought. I thought it had in previous games, but they still were able to do what it takes to win, which is great. But tonight they ran into an opponent that was able to capitalize on some of them. Yeah, the, the Jazz, what we've kind of grown accustomed to in this 10-game win streak is just their clutch play down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. I think that th- this isn't as much as the Jazz didn't make those clutch plays as New Orleans made them back. And it was really kind of one of those theories where last one with the ball wins. And and that's kind of what happened. That that shot by Ingram at point two, yeah. you know, he made a tough shot. They ran a good set. And he made a big-time shot. And so it was one of those things, like uh, Quinn said, you tip your cap to them and realize, hey, we've been on a great run. I don't think there's anything you know, troublesome or problematic or anything. The, the Jazz had nine turnovers at the half, and they only turned it over four times in the second half. Um, so many things you can point to that show positive things. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell again with 46 uh, and so there's a lot of great things that happen, but it's just one of those nights where uh, really New Orleans made more plays. Yeah. Uh, a night they could have really used the bench. You know, they've had some good punches off the bench. Clarkson had 15 tonight. The rest of the bench, two for 13 on the evening. And there's going to be nights where they don't quite have it, too. And so that was a, a difficulty for the Utah Jazz. The Jazz fall tonight to the New Orleans Pelicans, 138-132. to We'll go back to New Orleans here in a little bit, hear more from the locker room throughout the course of the evening. You're listening to the Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And uh, make sure to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 138-132. Pelicans get the win over the Jazz. And uh, we'll have more of the Jazz Game Night postgame show coming up next on the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Jazz Game Night postgame show right here on the Zone Sports Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, a proud sponsor of the Jazz Game Night postgame show. Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz fall to the Pelicans, 138 to 132. And Tim, I know we talked about it a little bit there with David Locke and and Ron Boone, then we moved on. Um, But I wanted to get your take on this because, look, you're a coach. You've seen enough of these games— You've watched it up close. There's a, there's a different way games are like officiated with non-verbal ways of saying it that seem to be widely accepted. And there's also this weird feeling of 
checks and balances and makeups and and oh this guy's mad let's do it differently there's a weird element that's involved in basketball than compared to any other sport in my opinion when you're in these situations what's that like at the end of a game and what's your expectation there well it's why uh, you know i'm half crazy because you it, it takes you it's toll on you because you don't really know down the stretch of a game what's a foul and what's not um, I was telling you, uh, there was a game a couple of years ago, uh, Gonzaga came in the Marriott Center, it was a two-point game, we had the ball under our basket, and uh, ran a play to get Kyle Collinsworth the ball, and they literally just wrapped Kyle up, mm-hmm. um, and we weren't able to get the ball into him, and uh, we ended up losing the game, and the replay was very obvious, there was... You know, if it's a foul, in my opinion, if it's a foul in the first minute, yeah. it's a foul in the second quarter, third quarter, it's a foul in the fourth. And and so I got a ton of respect for the fact the officials called that point two because, again, you don't see that very often. Um, but in my mind, I think the play that was reviewed had everything to do with the point two and the last replay or review in new orleans where rudy the challenge where where the challenge yeah yeah. so um you know refs don't like to be wrong um they don't like to be uh uh, said you know to say they're wrong and and i think when the nba came out last time and said that you know it was a foul should have been a foul and the jazz got the win there's just human nature there's a lingering effect in my mind yeah i i don't like any of that because I've, no, I don't I've, either. Yeah, I've had a chance uh, to be around pro sports and even college sports, high school sports, all of it, and I have watched how games get called at the end. And I've watched an official, uh, you get to know some officials, and in different sports saying, "Well, I didn't call that at this part of the game because of that." Da, 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 da. And I said, "Okay, so in other words, you missed the call on purpose and affected the outcome of the game because you had a, a specific preference on how you'd like it to go." And it gets really quiet when it's put that way. I have no idea what they're looking at at the Rudy review where they let the ruling on the floor stand. It is a cop-out. It is an easy way because now on your uh, official ruling, if you will, or the the the... I report. guess the, the report, it goes down as a correct call. I mean, it was after review. It was upheld. Uh, in college sports, sometimes they have aspiring officials that are in the booth. If you're an aspiring official, you probably don't want to make somebody mad down there on the field if you overturn their call. I think there, there's way too much of this where it's open for people to look for any reason to let the ruling on the floor stand. And I don't necessarily think that it's the best approach. I don't like at the end of games. I appreciated the call uh, with point two because he grabbed him and he pulled him. Undoubtedly a foul. Undoubtedly a foul. The Rudy block on Ingram. It was a foul, but in my opinion, real time, that's a wrong call, not a bad call, right? Right. In the challenge over here, you can easily see Rudy doesn't touch him. It's a jump ball. It's a jump ball. I mean, he he defended it perfectly. I watched that 17 different angles. And I, I, I think there's way too many comfortable excuses and different approaches in all the major pro sports and college sports that are being used that need to go away. And, and the uh, really the the factor in all that is, I think that is the human element. And yeah. unfortunately, there's no way to, you know, you, it, humans are humans. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to feel emotion. And you've got a human official. And really, it's it's that's where the game is really, really subjective. Oh, yeah. Well, and what I would like to see there on that replay is not for the people who made the call to then make the decision about the call afterwards. All right, let's go back down to New Orleans. Let's hear what Rudy Gobert had to say about that. 
Well, man, kind of deja vu again all, all over here in NOLA. What do you think about the fight between both teams tonight? I think it was a great game. I mean, both teams played hard. Both teams uh, tried to get a win. It came, came down to the last few plays. Yeah, what did you think that allowed, what did you see that allowed them to come back in this one down the stretch? I mean, they were, they made some plays, we made some mistakes. Uh, they got on the line a lot, you know, and uh, I mean, I think we, we didn't play our best game, but I still thought we should have, we should have got the win at the end. How about, what are your thoughts on that foul that sixth? It wasn't a foul. I mean, I'm just going to be straight up. It's fine, though. Everyone makes mistakes, but I don't understand if they can review it and see that it's not a foul, why they, they kept, you know, they didn't overturn it because we challenged it. Um, but beside that, I mean, uh, I mean, Hingram got a great game. They, they, play, they played a great game, so it was just a, probably a fun game to watch. You kind of expected this, too, this morning. You said you expected them to come out with a push considering what happened last time. Yeah, definitely, and it's a team that's, right now, they're playing, you know, I think they're playing better than what the, rec- the record said, you know, they, they they had a few injuries, they still have injuries, but they they never a team that you're going to beat easily, and, you know, they, they showed it tonight. With point two on the clock, I want to go back into that play that sent you guys into overtime, because that was really rare. I mean, that, that hardly happens. I mean, I tried to get up to get the ball, and someone grabbed me, so if you wouldn't grab me, there wouldn't be a foul, you know, and uh, that's, that's all that happened, you know. I know it's just one of 82, but you could tell that you guys were pretty emotional about losing this one. Is it because of the streak or maybe the way that no, it happened? We don't care about the streak. It's, we, we just hate to lose. You know, we, we compare us. Uh, you know, we, we want to come out there and win every night. Uh, when you lose, and when you lose like that, you know, you, that kind of game when, you know, you, it's one rebound, one call, one call. One shot, you know, you you have a lot of regrets, and uh, it's part of the game. You know, we just gotta get ready for the next one and put this one behind us. I love the comments from Rudy Gobert there tonight. Uh, I thought he was very honest about the the foul that was called on him, saying if they're gonna review it and all of that. That you know, I not putting words in his mouth, but essentially what he's saying is, how could they review that and still see a foul? The other thing is, I like that he said, we don't care about the streak. The streak wasn't the issue. They like to win every day. That's their attitude. It's always about the next thing. It's about winning what's right in front of them. They weren't able to win here, and he said, yeah, you have a lot of regrets when these games come down to one play, one everything. You've been in those locker rooms. You've been on those bus rides where you know it comes down to just one more of something. Yeah, and it, it's maddening at times. I mean, there's You win the game, you win by a point, and everything's great. And you lose by a couple in a game like that that can go either way. Man, you play every single scenario back in your mind. Uh, it's just kind of how we're all wired. Um, the thing that I, I, I take from this, though, is I really do believe that it, it, the Jazz, you know, if, if they wanted to roll over and wilt, they could have a, a, a lot tonight. There's many times where they could have just not responded and said, hey, we've won 10 in a row. 
Um, but they kept playing. They kept fighting. Um, this game, again, wasn't so much about the Jazz inability to win it as much as it was the Pelicans' fight to win it. Yeah. And uh, so you gotta you got to give them credit and move on to the next one. What does Donovan Mitchell have to say about his 46-point performance? And coming up short in New Orleans, you'll hear that coming up next. The final score, once again, 138 to 132. Uh, the three-point shots, we talked about them early. The Jazz at uh, 38.5%, 15 to 39. New Orleans 11 to 26 for 42.3%. The three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. We'll come back with more of the Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, reminding you about the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the U. Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. This is the Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Zone Sports Network. on back with coach Tim Lacombe I'm Tony Parks the Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer Jazz fall tonight to the New Orleans Pelicans 138 to 132 the final score and uh, on the evening Donovan Mitchell ended up with 46 points he had six rebounds to go with a couple of steals couple of assists 16 to 34 from the floor did miss his last six down the stretch 7 to 15 from beyond the arc he spoke with the media Media after the game. Obviously upset when you first came back into the locker room. What exactly was it that was at the forefront of your mind right after the game ended? Um, you know, first off, got to give credit to them. They they executed and played a hell of a game. But you know, I think that game was a winnable game for us, and um, that was really what. Uh, at the really at the uh, in front of my head, just you know, um, that was a winnable game, and um, it's tough to lose one. But yeah, Donovan, what makes this one uh, so tough? Um, like I said, because we definitely feel like we could win that one. You know, I definitely feel like we could come up in the end. But we've been in so many games like that. We've executed so many times on the stretch, and give credit to them. They they executed as well. Brandon Ingram played a hell of a game, and um, we'll bounce back. How tough was it after Rudy went out? Uh, it was definitely tough. You know, I think uh, the biggest thing for us was just, you know, the, the little things. You know, the shots maybe didn't fall, but, you know, my foul, eight to one more, little things that we can control. Um, you know, I think, you know, you weren't expecting much, you know, after after the uh, fourth quarter, you know, from, from the refs. So we just understood it was going to be a physical game and we weren't going to get much, but we, we played through it. And sometimes, you know, shots going, sometimes they don't. Did you see play where the that Quinn challenged um, I didn't think he fouled him but they ref said he got him in the legs and you know at the end of the day we got the same we got a call we came here we didn't get this one you know it's just a matter of what they want to call and uh, they made that call and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it but you know it is what it is how crazy is it that just 10 days ago you guys are here and it ends like it did and now today yeah and you could tell by the way they played they kind of had him they had a familiarity with our plays, with what we do. You know, they, they did a good job, you know, but we also executed when we needed to and found ways to get going down the stretch and uh, fortunately we didn't pull it out. 
All right, that's uh, Donovan Mitchell tonight after the Jazz fall short in New Orleans. Boy, I tell you what, uh, the one thing that can't be lost in this one, I know the game was lost, but that performance in the fourth quarter with clutch play after clutch play and at times putting the team on his back, I mean, that's what you want to see when the money's on the table, and this guy was terrific. And the Jazz, offensively, were outstanding uh, in the game's most important possessions. Defensively, couldn't get the stops, but still, this, this was a really bright night for an emerging superstar. I think he's a star in the league, but emerging superstar uh, who continues to get better. And his interview, again, just emotional maturity. Um, frustrating, and you know, but, but quick to give New Orleans credit, and... You know, not dwelling on the foul. Yeah, um, that's for people like us. Yeah, yeah but but I also, you know, the thing that's crazy about this game is is, and he made the point. They've made the plays and won these games. There's a in these ten games. There's a there's been a handful of games that have been, you know, in the balance, and the Jazz have figured out a way to close it down in the fourth quarter. Um, they they played valiantly tonight. They played hard. Um, but it's it's the way the ball bounces, you know, from time to time. And um, again, I'm I'm just really impressed with the effort uh, being the last part of a road trip and and still having that fight and that fire. Yeah, you you could tell they didn't have it. Yeah, they, they didn't have that bounce. They, they didn't, didn't have their yeah. A game for sure. No, no, they didn't. You were pointing out many times the spacing was wrong, the yeah. rhythm was wrong, uh, the getting the ball in and out of your hands to certain passes was. That rhythm was gone. Like it, they just didn't have it. And that's the stuff that you know. You talked about. Uh, you know, how do you deal with something? It, it, that's the stuff that drives you crazy. Is you think about every pass. Oh, if I would have made one more pass, if I didn't fumble that, or if I didn't turn it over. You know, there's that turnover late in the in the overtime uh, that Bullion threw away. He's trying to make a pass to Joe. Uh, credit to New Orleans too. The way they kind of ramped up their defensive pressure in the fourth quarter. Donovan hit that shot to go to, get to 46 points. And they literally um, just stuck Frank Jackson and face guarded him. And Frank didn't have any other responsibility. Tons of credit to Frank. He, uh, he kept him at that point score, you know, scoreless, really defended him well. And it was a, it was a nice changeup um, oh, yeah. by the Pelicans. No, no doubt about that. I mean, they, they played tough, too. A lot of heart from a lot of guys out there. I know defense is a, a big thing. I love defense. I enjoy that. Uh, that was an incredible last like four minutes of regulation they were like fireworks it was amazing like, whack, whack. three-pointer back and forth it was nba jam it was awesome it was, it was. <laughs> he's on fire he's on fire yeah <laughs> no there was some boom shakalaka there was from way downtown i mean all of that was happening uh in what was a blur you know yeah, it was a blur uh, back it, and forth but it was really good basketball yeah a ton of energy uh, and both teams were fighting hard to win. And the one thing I did like still, I, I go back to this Rudy Gobert's comment when he said, yeah, we didn't care about the streak. We just want to win the day. I feel like that attitude and that mindset is what got them to this place initially. I think it's what got them out of some of the poor performance that they were having earlier in the year and then eventually getting to this. And I think that attitude is going to help them. I don't know if it'll be a 10-game win streak next time, but I still think they'll put together other you know, great stretches of winning basketball. Yeah, there's lessons to be learned every night. And um, if you can treat every game like a one-off and not let the success you've had or the failure you've had yeah. resonate, if you can really just get into the day and win the day. Uh, and the Jazz have done a great job uh, with a new team and a bunch of uh, kind of interchangeable personnel and some injuries and things like that, being able to really start um, – 
this this season off strong. Um, you know, they, there's a lot of things that you can look at and say, uh, hey, they're playing great. But the, the, the encouraging thing is they can get better. Yeah, I, I don't think that this was a night where, hey, they've been getting away with this way too often. They've had this major flaw and it finally caught up to them. You've coached in probably unique situations where, okay, the loss had to be a wake-up call about something you guys have been talking about. And I'm sure there were other losses where it was like, okay, two teams met on a court. Somebody had to lose. They made a few more plays. That's life. On to the next game. Yeah, and that's the that's the mentality. I think that's the winner's mentality. That's what uh, in all the interviews we've heard tonight, Quinn and Rudy and Donovan. I think that's the message: is hey, we fought hard, but you know what? They made plays, and and all three of them gave credit to New Orleans. Uh, none of them dwelled on you know the, the unfortunate the circumstances with calls. And they're, you know, they're ready to continue to fight and, and get ready for the next game. All right. Safe Light Auto Glass is the local vehicle glass expert. They're ready uh, for another second half of Utah Jazz basketball as we're exactly 41 games into the season. They're proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all the proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house 43 rebounds tonight for the jazz 45 for the new orleans pelicans we'll hear from Derek favors coming up a little bit later on here on the jazz game night post game show also uh, get you down to the jazz locker room uh, for more reaction there as well you're listening to the jazz game night post game show brought to you by mark miller subaru home of the redesigned 2020 subaru outback available now at mark miller subaru the official subaru partner of the utah jazz learn more at mark miller subaru.com the pelicans 138 the jazz 132 you're listening to the jazz game night post game show right here on the zone sports network Come on back, 97.5, 1280, The Zone of The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Utah Jazz Game Night postgame show with the Jazz fall to the New Orleans Pelicans, 138-132. to The postgame report brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer with Coach Tim Lacombe. I'm Tony Parks. Coach, uh, the Jazz, they fall on this one. Um, this wasn't a lack of effort. This wasn't a lack of toughness. Uh, we've talked about it plenty. The Jazz seemed to hit the wall quite a bit uh, in this game. Still gave themselves a chance to win, um, but fall short. Donovan Mitchell ends up with 46. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with that 26-point performance. Clarkson off the bench with 15. This was one of those where I, I think, yeah, you, you mark this up to 1 out of 82. And this wasn't a, a horrendous performance by any means. They almost stole this game. I thought the Washington game was the ultimate, like, wow far from your best game and you stole it i'd have felt the same way about this one too but eventually other teams have nba players they end up coming away with the win and and i agree with uh with what you said this is a this is a pretty good pelicans team and uh, they're playing with a a ton of confidence and great momentum i I agree with david i think this team is a is a playoff team i think that um you know this will be a loss that uh, you look back on, and it'll be a team that's in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's not one of those that, uh, you know, just a total head-scratcher where there wasn't any kind of response. The Jazz played really actually pretty well, but just didn't have everything that we've seen them have over this 10-game win streak. I'm with David on this. We could definitely – I mean, we're at exactly 41 games. 
we could be on the other side of the next 41, look back and go, you know, that loss was nowhere near as bad as people might have thought at the moment. I don't think people think it's a bad loss by any means, but we might look back and be like, wow, that was a much tougher night based on who they were playing, not just uh, how many games they'd been playing every other day for so long. Yeah, and the emergence of... uh the the emergence of uh, Brandon Ingram is real. I, this kid is he's got all the tools, and it's really just been a maturity thing. Um, but he's in a new environment, and you can tell that the team is really um, under. They understand that he's the guy that's going to get it done for him. Uh, has forty nine points, really big assist down the stretch. Um, you know, it's a good Pelicans team on the road. Now the Jazz can get home and regroup and, uh, you know, kind of get another streak started. Face the Sacramento Kings coming up on Saturday. Get your tickets at utahjazz.com. Uh, Points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 800-GO-C-E-R-T-A or visit com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. All right. Uh, it ended up with points in the paint tonight in favor of the New Orleans Pelicans 64 to 54. All right, 41 games in. Um, your overall thoughts about the first half of the season? Because it almost feels like a tale of two quarters, right? Like the second quarter feels phenomenal for the Jazz. That first quarter, even though it was early and even though a lot of uh, players were new and things like that, I personally still felt they were playing low than even I expected even if I graded them on a curve. Yeah, they, uh, there, there is really something to be said for a whole lot of new faces uh, getting acclimated to one another in a new environment. And I think that has pretty much everything to do with the Jazz start. Um, it is interesting that during that stretch, you know, the, the front office said, hey, we, we've got to make a couple of adjustments here um, and, and pulled the trigger and made some great moves. Uh, this is a great roster. Um, again, I've made the comment several times, they still have a huge piece in Mike Conley that needs to fig- to to get healthy and get back into the lineup. But um, overall, I would say that the Jazz have um, at least uh, met or exceeded the expectation. Um, you know, it was talked about that they can challenge and contend for the West. I think they're right there. Um, they've won some games uh, really impressively. The game in at Staples against the Clippers at full strength uh, is the one that probably is the one that they hang their hat on the most but more than anything a season is defined by your ability to go out and perform on a nightly basis regardless of the opponent you know there's teams that get up for really good teams and then kind of go away the thing I'm encouraged about this jazz team is you seem to see this the really strong effort night in and night out yeah I think they're going to have that for the rest of the year I think the boy this second half is going to be a lot of fun because that western conference battle to fight for that two seed is going to be huge. And some people love to go with the narrative of, oh, the seed doesn't matter and it's about the matchup. I'll listen to that to a point. But I think this year especially, with wanting to have a 2-7 matchup compared to you know, a 4-5 matchup, we'll say a Houston or something like that, and go through the grueling stretch of not having home court advantage for three consecutive postseason series is going to take a toll on a really good team. So somebody out of Denver, Utah, the Clippers, and Houston is going to end up with a 5. If you had to pick one of those teams to end up with a 5, who would you go with? Man, that's uh, it's, it's the, the hard part for me is trying to figure in load management and okay. who's going to play all the time. Um, run those teams by me again. Denver? Yep. Utah? Yep. Clippers? Rockets? I'm going to say Rockets. So will I. Not just because they're there now. 
No, that's what that's where but, I think they'll be. Yeah, because it, it, you get some wildly inconsistent, you know, type of play from them. Um, but that's yeah, I think it's the Rockets. Who's the two? Mm. I'm going to go with the Clippers. <sighs> I am too. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't I, want I to really, either. It was struggle, and I, I don't. Yeah, but I just think that their roster, their depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the firepower, they, I think that they're probably in the position to be too. I think they have another couple levels that they can reach. I to. do too. I think they will. And you know, Doc styled in on that team. They'll bump and skid here and there, just like all these teams will. I think Utah has uh, another couple levels that they can reach to, which makes this very encouraging. Yeah, I put um, them three. I yeah, actually, that's who I have. Yeah, I put them three. And, and so much is going to come down to head to head. And we haven't seen the Rockets. We haven't seen the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff we got to uncover in the second half. But uh, I'll tell you what, this, uh, like you said, this this race is going to be awesome. And then the playoffs is going to be mind boggling. How good that's going to be. Uh, the Pelicans, as we talked about, fighting maybe for a playoff spot. They're three and a half back. The Grizzlies have impressed me. They have. I mean, yeah, they, they've impressed me too. I mean, they are young and now starting to really figure some things out. Uh, it does make me wonder, because I didn't have Oklahoma City being this good, it does make me wonder how well they'll be able to hold up. Because yeah, they have some, an aging point guard. You've got some interesting things. And any injury could wildly change the picture, as that, you know. The, the, so. the Thunder's really one of the more surprising things to me. Because when they kind of made all those moves and put Paul in there, I thought maybe it was just a stopgap. But, mm-hmm. you know, they played well, and uh, and Chris Paul's had a good year. No doubt about that. All right. Well, Coach, final thoughts as uh, the Jazz get ready for the Kings coming up on Saturday. Just, uh, you know, short memory. Short memory on this one. Uh, a lot to be encouraged about. Ten in a row, uh, right there to 111. A uh, couple bounces here or there. But... Overall encouraged. Uh, great night by Donovan. Yeah. Uh, Boyan continues to impress. Um, just a tough break, you know, here or there. Uh, Ingram's shot was clutch. Um, you know, the miss foul, the foul, you know, you can debate that all you want. But uh, mo- overall, just really impressed with the effort and competitiveness of the Jazz. Don't forget, we'll have the best coverage of that game coming your way. 6 p.m., the pregame coverage. I'll be right here with you on the Zone Sports Network. Thanks again, Coach. That was fun. I'm glad we had a chance to do this. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, you're. Um, I, you never cease to amaze me. What there do you were mean? probably seven times tonight where you threw. Like I was talking about. Okay, the, one of the crazier ones. I was talking about being at a a Bears game, and you were like, "Let's see, was that '94 or '95?" And you said, "I think it was '94." And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was '94. <laughs> your your mind, uh-huh. your mind never ceases to amaze me. It's great working with you. I had some good laughs. Um, good impressions during the breaks. <laughs> and um, Somebody maybe, get a rebound, please. This is terrible basketball, but nobody's missing a shot, and that is what people came to see. The Conference of Champions, the Western Conference, that's what it's been about. Jerry Garcia, it's not just ice cream. He was a great player. <laughs> Jerry Garcia, not just ice cream. This is not Ben and Jerry's. This is what it's all about. Come on. Junior Jazz basketball is a big deal. The Redwood Rec Center, the mecca of basketball. No truck stops here, please. Yeah, Salt Lake City is my favorite place. You know that. I'm higher in Salt Lake City than anywhere I've ever been. The elevation, please. 
Come on. Uh, you know, Bill, you might want to, you know, take your headband off and, uh, you know, get a haircut so you can all. Uh, Listen, this is the look that I give with Grateful Dead concerts. This is the place that I go. This is the look that I give with the, the tailgate at Cal Berkeley with the greatest brownies ever made. They are where I start seeing colors, feeling colors, hearing colors. That is what this world is all about. Cal Berkeley, thank you for being the epitome of what this world should be about. Could you, could Open. You, could you give me a, a, a Grateful Dead tie-dye t-shirt at the concert and a quadruple X? And let me tell you something. All the concerts I go to, this is the only one that fits me. And let me tell you, they don't have your size, Coach. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> You'll have to make a tie-dye sweater. We could hang that up at the Huntsman Center. And Coach Kraskoviak can thank you every time they win a big game. Although tonight was not their night. I think that... Um the best comment you made tonight was, was the highest you've ever been in Salt Lake. That! <laughs> the elevation, please. Come on. The elevation. We all know what we're talking the about. The spirit. Snow tubing. Woodward Park City. Get the boots the on. The Beehive State. <laughs> we love it, man. Thanks so much uh, to Coach Lacombe. Thanks so much to Adrian doing a great job behind the glass, as always. And our thanks to you uh, for listening. Don't forget uh, that you can go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. Uh, thanks once again for everybody being with us. Don't forget, we'll be with you coming up Saturday, the Jazz and the Kings. The final score once again, the Pelicans 138 and the Jazz 132. And you heard it all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.